Well, we're in a series uh, on relationships, and uh, I hope you have gotten something out of this series. I'll tell you, the last couple of weeks, we talked about fighting fair, and uh, basically the couple weeks ago, we talked about loving our spouses and loving them in a way that they know you love them. And if, if you've missed any of those, I encourage you to get those CDs and listen to that and then pass it on to someone because, you know, because the, the world is against the family. Uh, and I can elaborate on that, but you know that as well as I do, uh, that the devil, he knows if he can mess up the family, if he can scatter the family, if he can take the dad out of the household, the father figure, the authority figure out of the household, that, he, that the devil has a much better chance of messing up lives, messing up young people's lives. So I encourage you to get those. Uh, it's important. If you've got your Bibles, you can go ahead and turn to Psalms 127.3 as we're going to start out. Psalms 127.3, and then we'll be in Proverbs 22. Now, dur during this series, I want to make sure that, that you understand, and this is really true with any, anything that I, that I preach or anything that I try to teach. You know, if, if I preach or teach something that you have not done in the past, well, you know, don't let the devil beat you up on that. Uh, you know, just, just with anything else that we do wrong, we should come to the throne of grace and repent. And then we should turn around and do the right thing. So this, this sermon, the sermon before, whenever, anytime you hear a sermon, it's not about condemnation. It's about learning and getting that knowledge and then turning that knowledge into wisdom. And that wisdom starts when we start putting it into practice. So don't let the devil beat you up. Just get the spiritual truths that hopefully we teach and put them into practice in your life. And if you will do that, I assure you, you will be in a different place next year than you are today. So, so let's go ahead and look at uh, Psalms 127. 127. Life is not fair is what we're talking about today. It says, Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is as a reward, verse 4. And it says, Like an arrow in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Now notice this. Like an arrow in the hand of a warrior. Now, if, if, if anybody, I know there's a lot of bow hunters here uh, today, and they will all tell you it is a completely different way of hunting than shotgun hunting. Really, I don't think there's any difference. Is there any bow hunters here thinks there's a difference in bow hunting and shotgun hunting? How many of you ever went uh, bow hunting? Uh, how many of you ever went dove hunting with a bow? Uh, yeah, I just thought of that. That wasn't very well planned out. I just thought of that. But see, there's a, I think that there's a reason here that inspired by the Holy Ghost that this, that this talks about an arrow in the hands of a warrior. 
Because an arrow, as much damage as it can do, it is extremely fragile in its course to get to where it's going. It takes hardly anything to throw an arrow off course. So I believe this is telling us that we should very precisely, go ahead and go back to verse 4 just for a minute. We should very precisely and with precision, we should aim our children in the way that they should go. And that does not happen by accident. Of course, I'm sure you know. It, is, it, it, takes, it, it takes work. It takes arguments. It takes determination. You cannot go with the flow of this world. You cannot go with the flow of the school system. You cannot go with the flow of their friends and, and, their, and other uh, acquaintances that they might have. You cannot allow our, we cannot allow our children to go in that flow and expect them to end up where we want them to and where God wants them to. It won't happen that way. It won't happen that way. We wish it did. Uh, the first slide we have this morning is of, of a, a, young, a young lady. I want you to notice this slide here. Now notice this. This, uh, this illustrates this. Notice this. She says, I am not a brat. I am little. I'm still learning. I get overwhelmed and frustrated just like you do because nobody is perfect. Help me, guide me, love me. Now, this is somewhat of a side note, but not really. This is, one, this is so important when it comes to raising our children and our grandchildren. Our grandchildren are not naughty brats. Our children are not naughty brats. They are not spoiled rotten. They are not mean. They are not any of those things. And we have to be very careful and I'm serious with this. I hear me if you will. And if you get mad, that's okay. <clears throat> you pray about it. You think about it. And then you come back again. But they are not these things. And let me tell you why. Because when you start telling a two-year-old, a three-year-old, and a four-year-old that they're ornery, spoiled, rotten, and you go tell them that stuff, and you tell them that for three or four or five years, and they don't even know what it means, well, one day, they're going to figure out what it means, and they think, you mean I am, nobody likes me? You mean I am spoiled rotten? You mean I don't listen to nobody? You mean I am all of these things that they've been calling me for years and years? You mean that's who I am? And what that does, that forms them. It shapes them. And we don't even know we're doing it so many times. It, it, it shapes them. And it forms them. And you know what the worst thing about it is? In God's eyes, those are curse words. I'm going to say it again. In God's eyes, those are curse words. You know why? Because it's exactly the opposite of what God's word says. You know, anytime, anytime we speak against God and we, we say things that don't line up with, with the Word of God, in God's eyes, that's what he, talk, he calls curse words. I thought you guys would receive this better than this. 
It's important. Let's go to this next slide. I told you about my nephew, Derek, Derek Hooper. This is the way he was right here. All that matters is how you see yourself. And if we can teach our kids and our grandchildren how God sees them and how God loves them and God will be with them and he'll watch over them and protect them and he'll take them places that they could never go on their own. If we'll teach them that, you know where they'll walk? They won't be walking down here. They'll be walking up here. Because they will know I am somebody. Not because I am, but because he is. Right? I am because God loves me. Because I am a child of God. And I am worth something because God gave his most prized possession. His only son put him on the cross and was crucified because of me. Amen? Amen? It's true. It's true. See, that's what we got to teach our kids. You know, it's not, you know, I'll tell you what, I truly believe if we would just teach them that, there is a hundred little things behind that that would fall in place and we would never have to teach them. It's true. We, all kinds of things would fall in place if we just teach them who God is and how much God loves them and who they are. You know, we're, we're working on something here at the church now. We're, we're working on a, a way of, uh, to bring it up, what they're doing in children's church. And we'll have that in just a few weeks. I don't know for sure when. But we're going to have it up on the screen, and we're going to show you what they're doing back there. And let me tell you what. When you see what they do back there, you will never want your children to miss. Because I tell you what, they are filling them full of who they are in Christ. They are pumping them up. Amen. They're pumping them up of, with the Word of God and the power of God and telling them who God is. So, so that, that last slide is so important on how, who and how we see ourselves. That's what we've seen during the song service this morning. See, all those songs that we sang, that's how God sees us. And then he wants us to walk in that. This is who you are. This is who you are. Now, will you walk in that or will we go a different way? But this is who we are. Amen. Another scripture, Proverbs 22, 6. It tells us to train up a child. There we go. Train up a child in the way he should go. And we even and when he is older. So we know that we must train them. You know what training? Has anybody ever been here? Raise your hand if you've been to basic training. You just didn't do much, did you? Wasn't much to it. I mean, it didn't last very long. What? Three hours in the morning, three hours after lunch, and then you was on your own? No. Train. 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 Such a small word. But it will not happen on its own. You know, sometimes, and I'll wait for that. Wait till next week on that. Training. Parenting is not for sissies. Parenting is not for wimps. You got, sometimes you've got to stand your ground. Sometimes you've got to say no. Sometimes you've got to say, turn that music off. Sometimes you've got to say, change that channel. 
Sometimes you got to say, don't act like that. Sometimes you got to say, that wasn't very nice. Sometimes you got to say, say hi to somebody when they say hi to you. Speak to them. Did you not hear them speak to you? Sometimes you got to do that. Sometimes you got to say, put that phone down. Somebody's talking to you. I see the read the other day, it said the, oh, there's a couple different ones, but one of them said, you know, put your phone down when somebody's trying to talk, and there's an app for that, and it's called Respect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whoever thought Respect would be an app. But it's important for us to understand that raising children is hard if you raise them right. Now, you can raise them, you can let the world raise them. You can do that. I mean, any, anybody can do that, and we can see the result of that, and we can see the fruit of that all over the country. But raising children is hard. Train, training children is hard. If you train up your child in what God calls us to do, and it will be the most important job you ever do. It will literally be the most important ministry you will ever have. Yeah, but you might say, yeah, but God has called me a great, a great evangelist. It will still not be as important a job as raising your own children. It won't be. Yeah, but God has called me to lead praise and worship. It still will not be a great a ministry as raising your own children in the love and the fear of the Lord. Yeah. You know, each and every one of us here today, we've been in situations in life that it wasn't fair, right? Everybody has. I don't know of anybody that has not been in an unfair situation. And I hear this, you know, anytime you're around kids, you always hear that. That's not fair. That's not fair. I mean, moms and dads, you just hear it all the time. Well, let me tell you, life is not going to be fair. And parents, I think you owe this to your children. You owe this to your children to teach them that life is not fair. It will never be fair. And for them, expect life not to be fair. You know why? Because life's not fair. And it never will be. So for us to give them the impression that it should be fair, I think life should be fair. I think I should be tall and handsome and rich and have a big house. But you know, life's not fair. Some of us are born tall and some short and some big, some little, some smart. And we all know some not so smart, don't we? <laughs> I seen elbows going everywhere then. I... Man, <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, my, my heart goes out for the kids, the, peop, the people, the kids that are born in the inner cities. My heart just goes out for them. Oh, my goodness. How blessed are you that you was not born in an inner city situation? Oh, my goodness. How many, how many are glad to be born in rural America, out in redneck territory? I'm glad I was. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I was. You know, I've only left Wayne County about five or six times, and I really don't care if I ever leave Wayne County again, you know. So. Now, you can call me what you want. That's just the way I am. 
You know, some people, so, so life's not fair, and we know that. You know, some people work hard. They work hard for a living and don't make hardly enough to get by. And there are some people that play a game their whole life and make millions and millions of dollars. Right? It's not fair. And we've all been in those situations, whether it's a coach or whether it's a teacher or a, a, a boss or whatever it is. But see, here's the thing. As a child of God, we cannot allow those temporary unfair circumstances to mess us up. We cannot be so focused on the situation being unfair that we lose sight of who God says we are and lose sight of his promises. See, here's what I've learned over the years. It's easy for us to come to church and hear God's promises and hear his blessings and we're all, yeah, yeah. And then Monday morning, we forget every promise. We forget every blessing that was made to us. But see, see, see that, that's when the battle, see the battle's not in church. The battle's not right now. But in the morning, that's when the battle starts. And that's when, it, that's when you decide whether you're going to walk in faith and walk in promises and walk in blessings and the power of God or you're not. Not on Sunday morning. Of course, we'd all shout and cheer on Sunday morning. But on Monday morning, that's really where the rubber meets the road. And see, that is really where God needs you to show up for work. That's really where God needs you to report for duty in this battle that our country is in. Amen. This is where your children need you to show up for this battle that is over the, the, uh, the evil forces that's trying to drag your children away from God. Your children need you to show up on Monday morning. I'm telling you, and Tuesday morning and Wednesday morning, every morning your children need you because life is not fair. The worst thing we can do for our children <clears throat> is when they come home from school or someone comes home from work and they say, well, my, my teacher doesn't like me. I will never get an A. And you say, you know, you're right, honey. Your teacher don't like you and you'll never get an A. That is wrong. Because what you're doing, you're instilling in them, you are teaching in them that no matter how hard they work, they're not going to succeed. And that's not right. In America today, if you work hard, if you do what you should do, you can be somebody. You can do something with the power of God behind you. Amen. 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 <clears throat> it's, no, it's no different with sports. You know, I, I've heard people say, well, you know, we live, we live in Sims or we lived in Oak Grove or we lived in Orchardville, any, anywhere, you just name it. And, you know, there's nobody ever plays from there. You know, they're just all against us. Wrong. I'll tell you what, if you'll put the work in, if you'll put the time in, that coach won't only begrudgingly play you, he will be glad to play you. Yeah. That's right. If you work, and you're good at it, and you don't quit, and you never stop, and you do, you do killers when everybody else is done, and you're out there shooting free throws when everybody else is taking a shower, you will get somewhere. Because that's the way God created us. He made us to be a success. 
Amen. We are who God says we are. We can do what God says we can do. We can become what God says we can become. Life is not fair, but we have to teach our kids the things of God and not the ways of man. Don't take the easy way out. Taking the easy way out in parenting will come back to bite you. It will. Hopeless situations. If we're not careful, we will teach our children that they are in hopeless situations. Whether it's with their teacher or with their coach or, or at work. You know, uh, if someone says, oh, my boss don't like me, I'll never get a raise. You are teaching them hopeless situations. And for the child of God, there is no such thing as a hopeless situation. Mm. When we give in to the ways of the world, God says, no, 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 no. That's what God says. When we give in and we say, yeah, you're right, you're right, honey. You'll never play ball. You'll never go to college. You don't have a chance. Just God said, no, no, no. He says, you might be in the world, but you're not of the world. You're a child of mine like we read earlier. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen. Man. Ephesians tells us we've been seated far above all rule and power and dominion and every name that is named because of him. That's who we are. That's how God sees us. Glory to God. Those thoughts are not from God, those defeated thoughts. They are not from God, and we have to instill Though the Word of God and God's plan into our children, we have to prepare them to fight and not to go along with the flow of this world. Amen. We have to prepare them for it. The worst thing in the world, you know the worst thing in the world in battle, in war, the worst thing in the world is for, uh, is for an army to be caught completely off guard. You don't want your children to be caught off guard. You tell them what they're going to encounter at school before they get there. You tell them what they're going to encounter at work. You know, you tell them what they're going to encounter in marriage. they got to be prepared. What are you going to do when this happens? What are you going to do when they call you names? They'll call you names. Somebody, they're going to call them names. Prepare them for that. Joke, do it jokingly. Do it joking. Just prepare them for those things, because they will happen. Trials will come to you and your children. The devil will see fit, see to it that those things, that things will come against you to throw you off. And we gotta be ready. We gotta be prepared to take a stand. Oh, but with, because of the favor of God, glory to God, and because of his word, and because the greater one is inside of us, we can rise above that. Not because we're so smart, but because he's so powerful. Yes. Yes. You know, in 1 Samuel, I just want to touch on this as I close. Stay with me just for another couple more minutes here. 1 Samuel 16, read about a, a young David. We know that David killed Goliath. Of course, most of us know that story. For the ones that don't, David was just a young man. 
And Goliath was nine feet and something tall. And Goliath had been a warrior, had been a battler, a fighter from his youth. And he had been trained for battle. And he had a, he had a sword, a monster sword, and he had all this shield. And here comes David coming. And all he had been was a shepherd boy. And all he had was a sling, was the only thing that he had. And then when, whenever uh, David come to Goliath, why, he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Who, in, in other words, let me explain really what, what that means. He says, who is this guy that does not know my God? Who is this giant that has no relationship with God? And then he says, he says that God is with him because God was with him when he killed the lion. And God was with him when he killed the bear. And see, what, what's so important about that is, is that just like each and every one of us, David had trials and struggles long before he got to Goliath. He had things that stood in his path, which was a lion and a bear. And can you just imagine, imagine his, his, dad, uh, his dad, Jacob, can you, can you just imagine Jacob saying, now, now I... David, I don't want you fighting those lions, and I don't want you fighting those bears. In fact, I'm going to come out and do it for you. Now, you stand back, son. You stand back, and I'm going to kill this lion and bear for you. What would have happened? Do you think that David would have killed Goliath if his dad would have said, oh, no, son. No, no. No, I got to protect you from this. No, you stay back. Do you think that David would have killed Goliath if his parent, if his dad would, have, would not have allowed him to go through some things, to go through some struggles on his own and find out who his God really was? Mmm, that's good. Mmm. You know, sometimes, sometimes our kids need our help and sometimes they need to know who God is. They need our prayers, they need our encouragement, they need our leadership, they need our guidance. But some battles, they need to fight on their own. I know a situation has been going on for years. Uh, this individual, big, strong, young, and his mama fights every battle for him. Every battle, don't be one of those mamas. He's twice as big as I am. And his mama will not let him fight a battle. You know what that creates, don't you? It's not good. It's not good. Some battles, our kids have to fight on their own. You know why? Just like David. Because if they don't, they will never know how big their God is. Instead of hitting their knees and praying and crying out to God, they'll say, hey, mom, yeah, I've got, I got some bills due. Okay, I'll, I'll pay them for you. And they'll hang up. Instead of, instead of seeking God and finding out the plan that God has, and then they can be a success. And then they'll know. Oh, glory to God. And when our young people start knowing who God is on their own, instead of us just telling them, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. But sometimes, some battles, we need to let our children go through on their own. Okay? 
Now, here, 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 this is really important. Start small. Start small. Let it be small battles. Start when they're little. Start when they're little. You know, I know another situation where, where, where this mama, and I, and I love mamas, and they do it out of love, but many times it's not what's best for the child. It, don't, it, it stunts their growth is what it does. And this mama was worried to death that, that, her, that, that her child was going to get hurt. And she would run after that child, and she would try, oh, no, 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 oh, no, 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 no. And he'd go down a slide, no, 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 no. And she would back and forth. And I finally told her, you cannot keep up with that kid all day long. I said, you better pray over that kid and let him go. You can't do it. You can't do it. And you know what else? You should not do it. You should not do it. Because there will come a time where you won't be there. There's some things they got to learn. Man, that's hard, isn't it? When you love someone so much and you want to protect them so much, you just want their life to be perfect. Life's not fair. And it never will be fair. Stand with me, please, and, and, and bow your heads. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, we worship you and we praise you this morning, Father. Father, I just pray, Father, that you'll take these, these words that I feel have come from you. Take these words and minister to people, Father, and let them not just hear, but let them be doers of your word. Father, let them take these words and these spiritual truths and let them enact them into their life. Father, let them seek you with their troubles. Let the children seek you with their troubles. Let the moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas, let them all pray together and seek you for guidance and leadership and, and all of the things that, that you have for us. Father, we just worship you and we praise you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. You know, now if you've been here... the if you're here this morning and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the scripture actually says that Jesus is looking for you. And uh, for those of you that if you're already born again, just, just pray quietly. Just pray quietly there to yourself. <clears throat> and it's really very simple. I was talking to, I was talking to a gentleman this week that... Uh, and he put it just about as good as anybody could put it. He said, before, I was, always, I was always afraid to die. Well, you know, for the believer, for the child of God, you don't have to be afraid to die. And if that's the situation you're in this morning, you know, if, if, you're, if you're afraid to die, you don't have to be. Because God sent his one and only son so that you could have eternity in heaven with him. Eternity. Not five years, not 10, not 20, but eternity. And if you've never done that, it, it's so simple. It's so simple. What we do, you, what the scriptures tells us to do, it, it tells us to acknowledge that we have done wrong. 
Acknowledge that you have sinned. Acknowledge that you have done things that you're not proud of. And of, of course, God certainly would not be proud of that. So it tells us to acknowledge that we've done wrong. And then the scripture tells us to receive Christ. To ask him to come into our heart and forgive us of our sins. And if you've never done that, we ask you to come and do that. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.